Um, okay, welcome back to the Create Don't Hate podcast. Uh, this week we have our continuation of my one of my better episodes with one of my <laughs> better guests. Um, we have Mark Lee back. Mark Lee. Welcome back. Hi, Sydney. Christmas is just around the corner and I heard really good news in your household. So, <laughs> big shout out to you if you guys don't know. Um, he's going to be a dad again. Again? And guess what? He's, uh, it's a boy. Oh, pressure. Yeah. Is he going to be a chip off the old block? Hmm. The Ascension Kindergarten, <laughs> St. Andrews Junior College, play rugby for SARFC Juniors, then DSA to RI. Nah, it's just, I got opportunity, it's my turn, I can say whatever I want mm. for this opening, but yeah, it's a pleasure to come back and fact was um, I've been hearing the follow-up stories I mean Gasper was hilarious I mean he actually followed up on what he said he was actually a fly half <laughs> uh, Harish and Brian they they are classic I mean they're, they're a comedic act and, uh, comedic <laughs> oh my gosh these two are like uh, <laughs> characters and I'd say stalwarts on, of SCC in a very different way I think uh, Asterix and Obliques <laughs> Asterix and Obliques Laurel and Hardy <laughs> Um, what's that show um, Jackie Chan and what's his <laughs> face you uh, can call them Rush Hour of uh, SEC you know <laughs> yeah Rush Hour yeah so yeah dynamic duo but really interesting stories I mean I think my, my, my biggest take was uh, Brian playing badminton and Harish playing football and <laughs> And Gasper playing fly half. And it's very interesting stories. And I, 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 I'm glad to be part of this whole uh, whole series again. And um, yeah, thanks for getting me back on. Okay, so, Mark. The, I think the last time when we spoke, um, you spoke a lot about your, your time in school. How you how you went from judo champion to <laughs> to joining rugby team, and then after that you moved on to ACJC, um, and then that's when you started playing like serious rugby. Yep. Um, maybe we we take things from there, like like um, after ACJC, what happened? Uh, you you went overseas, I think, for for a stint, right? And oh, then- before that we had this gen- the dreaded thing NS. Yes. NS. Yes. Uh, you guys, uh, how many of you guys are out there? Okay, NS. Back then, was not two years, but yeah, it was two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's just cut it. It was NS. And funny enough, I was in Crossroads, right? So I was deciding, all right, do I need to... Do I need to be a proper soldier? I mean, there was an inclination to sign on or look at uh, possibilities. My dad was a full-time fighter pilot back then. Um, yeah, I was an officer in the Air Force. And I think it, when I was growing up, it was quite obvious. Uh, you know, everybody had comics, they were reading, Hardy Boys, you know, having toys. I had books on war. <laughs> Jane's annual... Uh, annual book of aviation 1989 <laughs> to 1990 you can tell me how fast an F-14 Tomcat can go I can tell you right now <laughs> Mark 2.34 <laughs> right uh, yeah and how what's its payload and trust and you read about wars when you're like really young at like 10 to 12 how many times do you watch Top Gun <laughs> actually Top Gun was pretty crap I mean I'm I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> 
I'm more of a platoon guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vietnam War actually intrigued me. Uh, it, was, it was very interesting because it was the first time you ever heard, uh, first documented war. And I think, I don't know, in a controversial way, I think the first time the Americans lost it in something. <laughs> In regard to war, but I may be wrong. Please don't uh, flame me for that. So that's my childhood. So don't flame my childhood. Okay, well, let's just focus on sport. So it was quite um, quite interesting because it was a big decision then. Mm. Um, should I do it? Should I not? And it was kind of a blessing in disguise because in my final year of college, I tore every single ankle ligament uh, on my left foot. <laughs> So okay. basically, bets are off. Can't be a fighter pilot. <laughs> Zero chance. Zero chance. Because I, I've known people who uh, who have done like best A, physically fit, great academics. Um, they basically don't make the second and last cut because they find blood in their urine or something like that. But they're perfectly fine. <laughs> they are that. They are very strict medically. All right. Mm. They want. The, they spend a lot of money, a lot of time on you. You. They, you are like. You are like bubble wrapped and all that. And you are flying a 20, 25 US million dollar plane to protect our skies. Of course, you need to be in mm-hmm. fighting shape. Uh. Mm. So, with no ankle ligaments, what can I do? So, downgrade Pessy, uh, Safsa came about. And I think, uh, in terms of growth, in, in terms of acceleration and uh, the autonomy to actually develop yourself uh, went from there. I think I had a very, I was blessed again with a dedicated group of people who were in the NS at the same time. You know, you had the Rong brothers. Okay, Rong was on, uh, Big Rong was already going to Wadi when I came on. Uh, Kai Hock, mm. Kate, Marcus Tang, Andrew Kong. These guys were all in Zafsa? Of course. My gosh. We were pretty strong, pretty dominant. We won like under 20s in a row couple of other 20s in a row we were the carnival specialist <laughs> seven stands show me final one but Indian loser <laughs> yeah so I played like played like I think two tens finals in a row um, sevens no sorry sevens we were like top four because blacks was very strong blacks was very very strong in, in sevens at the point of time they had basically the national backline how are you saying you had Gary Tan Leonard Ong mm-hmm. all sevens players to them we are like all oh, army kids la. but and um, tens was a bit better for us because we had a bit more physical physicality wrong we had this guy called Wee Kiong who's bigger than wrong who's a total monster right so he'll take people apart but what separated us from previous and future batches was we did not want to lose. So we actually really, we trained by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 o'clock, 7.30, we'll be at either Matt Ritchie, CCAB, and basically we ran. We ran 6km, ran all the way to Orchard Road, around that, Bukit Niman Road, uh, then cut through Galvi, I think there were three slopes. Come back, hit back, that's about 6K. After that, go and do sprints on the hill. Mm. Play a bit of touch. Never mind. Then after that, breakfast at Adam Road. Mm. Go gym. <laughs> go gym, take a rest, have lunch. Back on the field again, do a bit of a touch, do a bit of unit skills, depending on numbers. Yeah. And that was our day. So you're pretty much, uh, for three times a week, right? You are pretty much like a professional. Full on, full-time schedule kind semi-professional of. Semi-professional athlete without supervision mind you yeah I don't want to say what 
transpired future <laughs> batches with the kind of uh, freedom but we really trained hard and um, we were quite a force to be reckoned with uh, remember my first year Wanderers just won the premiership in 1998 right and we beat them by a bonus point uh, so <sighs> we whacked them like 26-7 or 26-12 and <laughs> and everybody was talking about like, oh, what the hell this group is like under the age of 21 we just beat the national champions following week lose to Northern Knights <laughs> problem was we didn't have depth and yeah. The bump of our players also played sevens. Yeah. So that week, we had like, okay, we're going to play Northern Knights. Never mind. Uh, we, we, we still have a squad, but our key players all went to Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Play, play Sri Lanka sevens. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? So that, that, was, that was a major issue. Like if we lose our key players, right? Like one or two, uh, that's it. Everything finished. The spine, the spine, the spine is dislodged. Yeah. So imagine if you have a team without wrong cutting. Marcus was playing number eight, I think. Uh, and uh, Kai Hock, right? That's it. That's your Sri Lanka 7th team. That's it. Like, crap. Okay, we've got to put in our other guys. Never mind. We still got to go. Eh? We, were, we were still competitive. We we were fit. Uh, I mean, and and through that, right, um, with that kind of culture, I think the keyword is culture, um, I really, really improved it. And my life was actually, besides being an army man, Okay, I still went to camp. I still stayed in. I still did my duty. I know how to throw rifle. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Throw rifle. Throw rifle. I know how to <laughs> shoot with a rifle. I know how to pitch then, you know, cook, cook and mess in and all that. After that, you know, uh, I, I still did my duty as uh, a soldier as much as I did as a sportsman representing um, both Singapore and, and Safsa. And... Yeah, and I remember our final year, we just missed out on the top four because um, we, again, uh, we, are, we are very good with the champions before last. Uh, we, so, Badok Kings was won that, that, that year, the premiership in 1999, and 2000 opening game, we played Badok Kings. Uh, and back then, it was a 10-team league, but you only played once, mm. not home and away. So, first game, we drew with them. Drew it, twelve all. Everybody's stunned. Ah, what the hell? And again, wait. Uh, back then, this was the the Sapsa team was in the league, lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were we were in the league, so <clears throat> the, so most of them played. We played all year round, uh, sevens, tens, under twenties. Any stupid team that comes from overseas, we come there. We play. We play NTU. So, <laughs> um, our preseason friendlies were interesting because like on that same field we played NTU, RI, RJ. <laughs> us and yeah I mean and, and another team it was like Royal Rumble la. it was hilarious <laughs> so we did that la. I mean obviously all these I mean due to the answer um, I know there was a very unfortunate um, incident that happened in 2005 with uh, Jinran where yeah, he, Jinran, he broke yeah. his neck or yeah. his soul. but he's he's still alive and he's, he's doing alright yeah. but they stopped all these kind of friendlies yeah, yeah. yeah because it's again back then a bit loose la. no physio <laughs> just play I mean that was how rugby was like yeah, la. La. like you mentioned in your, I think your previous story, you mentioned about how you rock up on a Saturday at Farrah mm. Park, you know, and there would definitely be a team with 13 players and you would slot in easily. Right. And back then, as a younger kid, your objective was just to play. Correct. Just to get games in and you would play by doing this, by turning up. You you, you even mentioned the Black Stands yeah. where you played for like four or five teams or... Exactly. Yeah. So that, that was a fun element of it. Yeah. And... It was a bit more loose, but I mean, you look at current times, we'll talk more about it later, but 
you know, uh, medical comes to mind when, when things like that. We didn't really care. I mean, back then you're injured. Ah, yeah, never mind lah. You got your eleven B lah, free lah, free leg. Never eleven B lah. ACL also eleven B lah. Anything also you can lah. Circumcision also can lah. You know, anything also can. You know, what I mean, back then you just take it for granted, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like like you put it in perspective, a guy like Junrun who broke his neck. Uh, 15 years ago I mean that's really very unfortunate and could it have could it have been avoided you know could it have been in bad conditions maybe the referee there's no match official a referee may say hey you know what it's slippery I'll tell you what uncontested scrubs yeah. you know, or have you really trained have you played hooker before mm. you say no it's fine you know mm. um, yeah so yeah we'll get back to that that's my story for army uh, that year first year I got into Singapore A we played against Hong Kong we a, we drew with them. Uh, I mentioned that that Singapore A was designed to be the best team in Southeast Asia because prior to that, every two years, there was this competition called the Asian Quadrangular. Mm. The Asian Quadrangular consists of Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, and Sri Lanka. So you play off one-off tests. So basically three tests in a week and you play for a cup. Mm. So if you don't Anthony Tay, who yes. he just posted all that stuff out on Facebook. Mm. So that was a precursor where it was like the Southeast Asian Triangular. So the plan was for Singapore A, we develop a team there and we dominate that or we are the feeder to the main team. So basically our main team is already looking at the likes of Hong Kong, Taipei, Chinese Taipei. Uh, with half an eye on one day playing Japan and Korea and be very competitive. So there's A squad which is going to filter in. Yeah. We'll do that. But unfortunately, but unfortunately that didn't happen because the, I think the powers to be felt that three test matches in a space of uh, six days is absolutely ridiculous. Uh. That's like, oh la, under 19, that time we play four games, what? Yes, yes, yeah, four games are Saturday play Japan, Monday play Thailand, Wednesday play Taiwan, Saturday play Malaysia. That was then, but yeah, yeah. young and stupid us, right? <laughs> Back then, I think now, uh, no, you, play one, you play one half, I think, <laughs> problem. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> the physicality of the game has changed a lot. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Concussions and all and also, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The medical side, I mean, a bit more, a bit more care has gone into it, lah. Yeah, I mean, what if you send a team out to Sri Lanka, right, uh, with twenty-four players, yeah. and by the time you play your last test, I uh, say you have five concussions in the team <laughs> over two test matches and one dislocation, right? You may be left with like sixteen players or maybe fourteen players. No, I think your manager also has to play. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like so tedious. To, I mean, it's. You you gotta fly players over, you know, budget permitting, right? Yeah. And yeah, so that didn't happen. Uh, we ended up playing Hong Kong. We drew with them, and from there it was very funny. I mean, I got a call up in December, uh, and it was a big meeting. I was like, oh, call up for national team. I mean, I was in in army. I was I was like, okay. I mean, I didn't really think about it too much. I was like, I mean, Singapore A was good. Uh, it was. One, I get to travel mm. for free. Mm. I get to go to Hong Kong. I get to eat dim sum. I get to play. I get to play a game, and that was. I didn't really put my head into it, but went to this big meeting room. I mean, meeting room is in the old SRU office. I say, okay, Topayola. No, uh, no, CCAB, uh, PSAP. Oh, so, okay. and I still remember. Uh, 
And I was like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> like, oh, okay, we are now in the training squad for the 2000, that was 19, 2000 Asian Rugby Football Championships wow. in Japan. So okay. like, whoa, that's awesome. Like, when's it? June. Huh? Got trained so early. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of the year. And wow, it was, uh, it was probably the most physically and mentally challenging preparation I've had for myself at that point of, at that point of my life la. <laughs> right and at the point of time I was managing the Sapsa side in terms of like writing attachment letters getting them out doing logistics playing into formation into unit rugby trying to fix Sapsa uh, friendlies and tournaments if we can so that we can remain active throughout the years and uh, throughout the years so that so our players get a chance to train and play for something so mm. yeah it was very challenging for me and and competition was really no joke I mean the fact was I had I think there was only four props going up and I think about ten were shortlisted <laughs> you know and, and and those ten I know those ten guys are uh, at least you know Andrew Kong was one of them uh, Big Rong Buddha uh, I don't know if you know Ray yeah and uh, uh, Coppin of course you know Coppin right? yeah. Yeah, so you got a lot of a myriad of players right just to look to do that it's like wow, if only I was second row or something like two meter tall, tall, tall <laughs> lesser competition yeah just me Martin Williams Anil oh. are you sorry I need to say this and Okay, sorry about that. Sorry, 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 listeners, about that. So, uh, yeah, and it was really funny that we went through training, physical testing, beep tests. The first half was quite brutal. Uh. We did a lot of gym, sprinted a lot. Uh, second half, second quarter of the year, we had a new technical director come in. All right, so it was this guy called Terry Baguette who was involved with the Queensland Rugby Union. So he came in as a technical director or consultant at that point of time. But but he a lot of elements of what uh, how we play now is actually attributed to him and a coach later on called Matt Ryan. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to set piece, the way we want to go forward and all that. So he brought in new ideas to how we wanted to play. And I, I remembered the main event, which was a trial game on, I think it was a Tuesday night, 2000, somewhere in April or May. And it was crazy. Yeah, it was like two and a half hours or two hours of rugby. Uh, Where was this? Uh, in CCAB again. Okay. And so back then, I think you mentioned in a previous episode, like everybody thinks that the home of rugby is uh is like um CCAB, but back in your time the home of rugby was actually um Farrah Park. Spiritually. Spiritually, yes, yes, I agree. Then during my time, we take for granted that CCAB used to be a favorite training ground because majority of the national trainings were at Yochukang. Yes. So now that I'm hearing from you, like a lot of the sessions were actually at CCAB. So that's another story. Uh, if there's a part three or four, uh. <laughs> so um, 
just to sidetrack, in 97 or 98, they actually put up a brochure or a tender for Yoshikang Stadium. Mm. So that was initially going to be home of rugby. Just the whole idea was to build it up, you know, put up hospitalities, offices and yeah, all that. Yeah. But I think it kind of fell through. So I don't know. I don't want to know. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure what happened, but there was a plan to make Yoshikang like... I heard uh, that. I heard that plan also. Yeah. Like, even when I was playing, like... <laughs> still all going, right? <laughs> We're still talking about it. And it was the worst part, right? The stadium got to close down though, next June. What? <laughs> I, I seriously heard that part. Because, yeah. you know, the there's the stands and then there's the grass patch that Correct. side. Correct. So I heard they were going to do up something and like yeah, you said, yeah, hospitality yeah. and host games and all that. Yeah, yeah. You get those like architect go and draw. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I really heard that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. From the Shimon corner, then the top part, you know, the flat part, right? The the, the, the Ramli burger dude, like, yeah, oh, yeah. all glass, no. And the like, the peak of all this conversation was when we hosted the the A five N Premier Division. Wow, eh. <laughs> So when we had, you know, we we had, we hosted like Japan, Kazakhstan. Yeah, 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 correct, correct. right. So <laughs> that was ten that years was, ago. 11, that was 10. when I was hearing all this talk, lah. Like, oh, Yojuka is going to be home base, and that was eleven. I heard that was eleven years old when I was like eleven years before that. Oh, that time you were what? <laughs> I don't know. You were watching X Men, uh, on, on Saturday morning, or no, no, probably like nineteen ninety eight or something. Ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight. They put it in like the eight. It was primary six. Yeah, probably watching X Men, uh, you know, uh, X Men on Saturday morning, ten AM, kind of thing. Ponteng training, whatever lah. <laughs> Ponteng water polo so training. So they're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're talking about it. I mean, <sighs> never mind. Comes with a long sigh. Uh. I don't know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Cut to the chase. Went through that. Uh, I don't know. To this day, I don't know how I got picked. But anyway, <laughs> because it was, they played in. Eights, not quarters. So it's like eight eights, right? And yeah. I played every single eight. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I thought I was like roadkill, lah. You know, just put him in, lah. This guy's still going and all that, lah. I mean, the th- the fact was, I went in there. I had no. I honestly had no expectations. Though I look at the people around me, are like, wow, this Simon Campbell, wow, monster, Buddha, monster, big room, monster. You know, all these people I respect, though. <laughs> Huge respect, like I, I just play, like, just play, like, just play. Some of my 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 then girlfriend from Sydney just landed at eleven o'clock in the morning. Okay, that might be hang out then. Go eat chatterbox or war. <laughs> then like, wow, chalat. You know, drink Starbucks. Hey, don't you have a trial? I had not worried, don't worry. Went in there, take two Red Bull, go and play. <laughs> like, wow, numb. Next day, I remember they named me. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so that was that first cut. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I'm actually in the squad. But unfortunately, I didn't get picked for the... So I was named to start... Uh, I was in the squad against Taiwan, the first opener. But I didn't get to play, right? I wasn't named in the 23, but I played in the Singapore A game against Taiwan. So that was like my first real senior international uh, tournament because Taiwan was ranked third, fourth in Asia. And like, mm. wow, I mean, that that opened up my eyes, uh, you know, mm. playing against that, the pace. Different. The, you know, you know, if you want to describe how we play, right, it was like, um, you remember the scene in Jurassic Park, right? You know, when you run out into the field, right, then you hear the thunder or the roar and a raptor run past you, the, the brontosaurus and all yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. felt like that. You know, that, that, that scene, you know, I think it was like the kids or that were running in the field and 
It was like a massive stampede yeah, and all yeah. that. It was like bing bang. Everything was happening. They were running away from the T Rex or something. Something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just it's so that same. All the other dinosaurs were running. And it's like there were people screaming and all that. And the Taiwanese are so noisy. They're like, eh, eh, eh. they uh, talk uh, like dinosaurs or something. You uh, know what I mean, right? So, I mean, yeah, so on the on the pitches, it's like, lie, 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 lie. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, you know. And I was like, oh my God, it's just, whoa. And. Funny enough, we lost to them by two points only. Mm. It was it was a very good game actually. Um, we took the lead, but I think they they had the experience. But we can actually can say we credited for that because we softened them up. <laughs> that was bad. Last time you play on Tuesday test match, right? Taiwan came play friendly against us. Friday, they, Saturday they play test match against Singapore. See one. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Again, um, that was then back then. So. They carried on. They played on uh, Saturday, and I won't say we comfortably beat Taiwan, uh, Chinese Taipei. I think we were down initially, then we came back and won. But also, I mean, even I didn't get to play. It was nice for for first time to be part of that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah because our whole goal was the Asian champs. Yeah, but this was uh, the Tri Nation, so that was the first thing. I didn't get my chance in Hong Kong. Um, I was still trained. Not only because I want to get better and spend less time in camp also, sorry. Uh, then the last litmus test was the Malaysian test match. Yeah. So we played Malaysia. That was the last test. So basically, all in, uh, you know, like all show hand, everybody yeah, yeah, got a show Nothing hand. to lose. Yeah. And yeah, and that match, we... I mean, Malaysia and us, we have this massive grudge for the first time. And I remember reading... Uh, Anthony Tay's uh, photos and all that I think it was about two days ago prior to this and I remember the Malay male saying saying uh, that was in the 1990s or something oh we are grouped with Singapore we've never we've never lost to Singapore before I'm like uh, you know and, 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 and I get the hair from my back right all standing you know like press right about us like that uh, there's just I mean like you said uh, there's something about this rivalry right yeah, yeah. it is a it is a it's basically a yeah. so just like in sevens I think every every time we meet Malaysia and we see the same guys who we know and we know their their, their intricacies we know what they're going to do they're going to step left step right we know these guys and and every when when we play big games, when we play test matches, then you hear their anthem, and then they hear our anthem, yeah, and then you yeah. get all fired up. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, we were all fired up for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's been a at that point of time. I don't think um, it was a long time since we played Malaysia at home. Uh. So mm. massive game again. There was it was quite a tough game. I think first 20, 30 minutes, I came on. I think just at halftime and you know, something like that. And uh, second half we hammered them. We won like 57, 15 and all that. And uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. And I think Rizal played 10 because uh, one of Rizal. the players was injured or something. I think it was Rizal. Was it? Tyron TK played 10 at that, at that point of time. But we hammered them good and proper. La. So that kind of like, it's just like a slap in the hand. Now, nah, yeah. <laughs> Not yet, not there yet, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> prior to that, we, the last time we played was 97, where um, my seniors beat them in the Asian quadrangular. So, going to that side, uh, and it was a bit mixed because, like, I mean, there were four people that were picked. It was like Simon, Buddha, uh, 
big room uh, and myself and and I was like gosh like how did I get there I mean uh, it, it was an expense of uh, <laughs> and that's the thing where I had to like separate emotions and and the goal in between because like I knew my best friend Andrew trained his ass off for this yeah, and he yeah. got dropped and it was like crying one corner Cockpin was very disappointed I mean he I mean this was one of his last few times I knew and this was the last few times of chances to play mm. because he signed on with the army yeah, for yeah, guards yeah, so yeah. he knew that was it you know, <laughs> that's yeah, it yeah, you know yeah, he's a full on combatant so it was a bit of a mixed feeling in, in a sense of that and I didn't quite understand it at a point of time but I think um, yeah you know it came to a point where I, was, I, just, I just went Andrew you know what I mean he really really wanted it um I know I sounded like a dick, but like, like dude, I'll drop out. You go for it, right? Because mm. it means more than me. Because I just like, all right, I didn't. I had no expectations at the point of time. I just wanted to. Um, I just wanted to play, learn, and all that. And, and for him, he played in the '98 one mm. um, as a yeah. And I think he really, really wanted to be in that squad, and uh, couldn't let them down, uh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that point of time, I was like, that's why the other side, I can't let them down, and I got a job to do. So, and. You know, playing at age group, right? You know, if you are dominant in your position, you are dominant. You will play most of the game or the whole tournament. Being a senior, no such thing. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. such thing. So, got up to Japan, played against China first game. Uh, well, we lost by two points. Mm. We lost by two points, uh, intercept try. Um, came on as a sub in the last 15-20 minutes I actually won a, my only claim for that game was I actually won a line out don't ask me how <laughs> <laughs> I won a dodgy line out I actually turned around jumped I don't know why it just I, instead of pre-lifting I just had this voice in my head that told me turn and just jump I think the line the, the guy is not gonna because the guy is not gonna throw it. I actually caught the ball and just made a 10 meter break that was my only thing which I did the whole game but we lost <laughs> um, subsequently got dropped it's fine I mean I, I am not gonna say I was born to be a national player I was good enough but I mean they, they were looking at other combinations and all that and give others a crack which is fine you know? and that's something which I had to learn the hard way mm. because I myself as a player as a squad player have to be selfless yeah. as much as you want to be selfish. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I mean, I understand how you feel, right? You know, at times when you you were running water, yeah. Yeah. you have to be selfless because, all right, crap, I didn't make the team, but how am I going to help? I also yeah. became like you, a water boy, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I had to do that. But also in, in, inside, it's like, I, I do not want to do this anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we, we, surprise, surprise, we actually won the tournament because of, uh, a string of surprise defeats. So we lost China, we trashed Thailand, and but Sri Lanka trashed China. Okay. So, so which meant that if we beat China, we beat Sri Lanka, yeah. we won the game. Yeah, which we did lah. But in the very very last minute, uh, we okay. won and we, we we retained our title and all that. But you know, we came. I was really happy. We, you know, we were really happy that you know I was part of this whole team. We were the last anchor rates lah. I would yeah. say, yeah, the last yeah. or the last few anchor rates. But I, I, I was a sudden burning desire, right? Um, remember I said in part one, it was all about, I just want to play rugby, right? Yeah. Second part was like, oh, man, I really want to play for Singapore, man. Yeah. Oh, I want this, man. Yeah. I hate it. So, man, first thing I did, went to the gym the following week. Ask the coaches what's wrong. No, oh, I'm not running the ball. Okay, fine. 
time. Parking became a ball carrier in uh, Sapsa. Uh, that year, I think Andrew was on fire. He scored like 10 tries in nine games or something like that. <laughs> I think I scored like seven. Mm. And we were playing front row. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're damn selfish or... Mm. Um, opportunity presented to us and we took it with both our hands as a prop would. <laughs> it's like a burger, you know? <laughs> or a buffet that is presented then you take it. So, from then on, yeah, 27, 26 caps later, uh, missed out the chance to play the A5N. Mm. Yeah, um, massive controversy by then. And yeah, I retired after that. So, that was that was my story. I mean, that was in 2009. Yeah. yeah, so, but in between that, I mean, great memories. 2004, we had a stacked side. We we, we won, um, I mean, like two of my most favorite games. Uh, first one was against China. I think a young Matthias Chia. Is it Matthias? Sorry. A young Matthias from uh, SGI. SGI, um, St. Andrews, Matthias the prop was actually watching. Mm-hmm. When, I think it's your batch, right, Matthias? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Maddie was watching him there apparently, but we we was hammered. We got we had a good build up, but we played really badly against Hong Kong. Also, we we didn't we didn't get smashed. this was in China Singapore. So first oh. test, I think the Gasper was a ball boy then. Uh, mm. We played Hong Kong and we lost forty seven fifteen and we were leading like ten zero after after fifteen minutes, but somehow mentally we just cracked and yeah. we lost forty seven fifteen uh, and it, and but we had to bounce back. Yeah. So against China it was different kettle of fish, man. We were we were down I mean we all pick ourselves up and we had to come up with uh, some form of results. There was no relegation and pro- promotion at that point of time. Didn't I just quite understand why. So that game was awesome because we were down 17-3 <laughs> like after 20 minutes uh, uh. after 20 minutes uh, and we had to claw our way back and all of us had to claw our way back and we were just and, and I, it's not like China now where they can lose to Indonesia no. yeah. it's China China no. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like everybody is built like a house no. yeah, I mean like yeah, yeah. like yeah, they're massive. Huh? So yeah, yeah. 17-3 down by halftime. I think it was Jamal or was it Izzy did a 40-meter drop goal though. Johnny Wilkinson bang. Then, no, then we brought it up, clawed back to 17-9. Well, came on. It was all us. All us. Uh yeah, it was just and we the thing was what I liked was not because we were like New Zealand, I'll take the ball, throw the throw anyhow throw the ball, like the Highlanders like that, three yeah. tries down, never mind, we score four in five minutes, you know, that kind of uh. thing. It was very methodical though. It's like bam, penalty, okay, never mind, kick it down, win line out, hit face, hit face, hit face, you go through the middle, go through the middle, penalty, three points, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like England, la, more, more, more. We cannot do that. Too, they all so big. The the thing I remembered from our national teams, like, like the teams when I watched growing up. Um, was was that like we were methodical we were very structured yes and we we, we were we pride ourselves in our set pieces uh. yeah 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 like um, you know we will go for penalty kick for touch because we know that line outs we were stable and then scrums we knew we had a chance there because we were stable and then we had good kickers we had we had we had good structure so yeah I I will challenge that because at that point of time it made sense Mm. 
because we I won't say we were good I think we were the most organized mm, mm. the key was organized mm. you know like back then it's quite loose lah. Mm, mm. <laughs> it comes to set piece and all it's like ah, take the ball standard you take the ball pass to the 10 who swings back who's standing like 10 meters back pass, pass to the in center who's another 10 meters back pass to the out center who's another 10 meters back pass By to the, the wing the center forwards turn around they are like they have 30 meters behind they have to knock on I mean we were playing against teams like that lah. so yeah. referring to somebody up north some teams up north lah. but <laughs> yeah so uh, we were a bit more organized they were more organized but I think the game has changed and we need to change yeah. there are certain that's things we will talk about later on so 79 down came back pull pull ahead 21 17 mm. seven kicks all mm. by so I think one drop go by either Easy or Jamal please text me <laughs> For verification, I cannot remember everything. That's my Markipedia memory. The rest were Marcus Backburn. Uh, China pulled out. Uh, then I think one of our guys got yellow carded. We were down to 14 men. China pulled away. Scored one try under the post. 24, 21. Oh, wow. Pride. Instead of line out, we went for the draw. We drew 24 all. But I collapsed after the game. It was crazy, you know. Of course, the amount of, those guys were big and the hits were massive. Yeah, uh. yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, that's one. Second one was uh, another uh, great rival, uh, Thailand. Mm. Um, they were hot shot favorites in two thousand and four because they were defending champions in two thousand and two. Mm. Right. So two thousand and four, they came in. They smashed Kazakhstan in the semis. Right and. Tom Brown, being Tom Brown. In our analysis, I still remember that game. Do not kick at the fullback. <laughs> so I was like, Thailand's fast, blah, blah, blah. Set piece not very good. Fast line now. Do not kick at the fullback. Every time you take the ball, you should score one. True enough, first 20 minutes, we kick the ball to the fullback four times. He scored four times. <laughs> we were... <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think our coach that back then, Matt Ryan, went to the toilet and I think he either stabbed himself or <laughs> was bleeding or had high blood pressure. I was like, we already said it. Don't kick to the fullback. Kick to the corner, kick it out. It's okay. Don't kick the fullback. You know, this guy was called Chatri Paksuntong. Mm. Um, one of Kartik's best friends uh, from overseas. Uh, absolute legend on and off the field. Uh, <laughs> and he scored four tries. We were down like 29-5. <laughs> And after 25 minutes though, <laughs> it was like, oh, it's like really epic comebacks. No, it's like, like watching Hulk Hogan wrestle though, <laughs> against like Big Van Vader or something like that. Some some massive guy, right? And it was massive and we had to claw our way back though. It was like at halftime was, I think we pulled back from 29.5 to 29.12 or something like that. And yeah, and the final score was like 41 34. No? <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh. It was like, yeah, we finally, no, we drew level with them when Desmond Wee scored a corner and easy had a kick at ridiculous corner. <laughs> yeah, a ridiculous uh, conversion, right? Just to tie the game. And the last that five minutes, uh, five meters scrum, we had to go and score a pushover try. No? <laughs> Again, died. I went hospital that day. Huh? Yeah, cramps. Wow. Yeah, it was like we were watching. So after the game, really happy, 141-34. I sat there with um, Desmond. I was going to reach out for a beer, right? Then suddenly my jaw locked. I really cramped up after the game. My jaw locked, my neck locked, my chest locked, my fingers locked, my whole body locked. And I was like, <laughs> like petrified, you know, in, in you know Harry Potter, right? You become yeah. petrified. Yeah, yeah, I became yeah. petrified. Stuck. Like, Stuck. 
So I had to get carried out. I didn't go to the dinner. I got carried out and sent to the hospital. I was on drip. I was extreme dehydration. Um, I had this very bad habit of drinking too many Red Bulls again. <laughs> Before the game, I think I had like four or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Lincoln had... I think Lincoln even missed that dinner. I was like... <laughs> so cramped up. So... Yeah, I missed the dinner, but we were Asian Division Two champions. Again, like I said, it's one of the few times we didn't get the opportunity to knock on the door to the, the main competition. Because I, I think at that point of time, we were pretty much level with at least Chinese Taipei. Mm. And I think we would with that team, we would have definitely beaten them. And true enough, in 2008, we did. And we we had a final chance, had the chance to get in the A5 end. Yeah. Because last time it was very protectionist. Yeah. You win also no, no point on it. It's like no no like promotion. paper value. Paper value, paper value. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no promotion, no objectives, uh, paper yeah. value. Mm. I think uh, back then it was a bit more structured. Like uh when when the old, when it when HSBC started sponsoring it, it became very, very structured. Mm. And there's a pathway from Backwater, sorry, sorry, sorry. Backwater. Yeah, then, <laughs> right, no, no, I'm not gonna say backwater. <laughs> Developing nations like so and so, they play like division four or division three, and they can work their way up. And there's a pathway and the grid to the World Cup. No? There is, there is. There is. There's actually a pathway though. No. For us, uh, it's like okay, play Asian champ every two years. Okay, this year World, uh, World Cup qualifier. Okay, you don't win these two games or you don't win this game out. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. It's not like oh, you drop a division, then you see oh, in three years time, I want to get back into division two. How are you gonna do it? Then you got a master plan, right? Who yeah. are your players? You're gonna have that by then. Yeah. <laughs> your coaches, and what what are your what's your minimum level of uh, uh, expectations as a union, and what you have to re- do to to contest and all that? And do you have enough time? Mm. Do you yeah, do you have the resources to do that? Do we have the budget? I think most important. Yeah, do you have the budget? You know, <laughs> quote from Rezi Erasmus. Have you, have you watched the documentary? Is it out already? Uh, I can send you the link, but <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where it came from. <laughs> Please. So there yes. was a there was a quote, and the I think at that point of time, Rezi Erasmus asked um, the, the CEO of uh, SA Rugby asked Rezi. All right, I want you to come back. I say I want to. I think it was something along the lines like, I think we can win the World Cup, mm. but I need one thing: mm. money. <laughs> money not not to pay himself, but resources yeah, to pull. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there are two factors. One is get the best minds to assemble, yeah. uh, assemble, and you know have on this thing tank to see how South Africa can win. But yeah, other form of thing is they got so many players overseas playing decent rugby because yeah, yeah. the rent is so low even though they're not playing super rugby they're playing in European Cup finals and blah 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 which is which is tough right that's the that's the tough thing right like to, to actually compensate them enough to, to yeah you look at a master stroke Chastain Kobe man <laughs> master stroke yeah. the smallest man in right it's like Shane videos will be in tears though wow, <laughs> this one is my new Oseang you know, I want to be like him though. not not Chastain Kobe want to be like this guy is like wow yeah yeah, so that's yeah, so that's that. You have money and re- money is a resource, lah. Yeah. Sadly, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> passion can only do so much, uh. mm. Yeah, that is the reality. But, but that's that top level, lah. But yeah, we have a more important commodity in our place. It's actually not money. 
actually it's people. Mm. So at least all that, we will not talk much more about my international career, but but uh, it goes, yeah, I mean, we want to move on to coaching. It's, it's yeah, but I think I need to stress that people is a very, especially in this amateur space, right? Yeah. I think it's really important and from off the field and on the field. Mm. If you don't have the right people or, or necessary people or resource, right? Things may not work. Mm. <laughs> you know, if you don't have uh, aligned goals. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 2008, played my last international against Chinese Taipei. Gaspers got a corner. We were in the A5N. That was the one that easier to kick from the corner to... Oh, yeah. I mean, I can send you the video. I think he kicked the corner. He turned I around. I saw the video on Facebook. <laughs> he, he gave a Ronaldo, Cristiano yeah, Ronaldo yeah, moment, yeah. right? Remember when Ronaldo scored for Menu? He smashed the ball. He turned around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arms, arms into the <laughs> arms into the crowd. Like, That's easy. Nah, Cristiano copied him. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we were in, but unfortunately, I did. I did play in the two thousand and nine squad. It was a very difficult moment. It was tricky. Yeah, uh, I didn't get picked anyway, along with a lot of other people. But you know, it's it is what it is, uh, and and we we lip. I mean, the opportunity to play against the likes of Japan, Korea, have a proper crack against Hong Kong, Kazakhstan, we played before, we beaten them and we lost to them. But I you know, I remember that campaign because that was when I was first invited for the men's trials. Correct. So what, you know what happened up during that period, right? Uh, a whole load of us all walked off, right? Yes. <laughs> and they were left <laughs> with a void and you guys were the next in line. Uh. <laughs> we were the next <laughs> cannon for the next in line. You're not road kill yet, lah, but uh, you know, you yet, know. <laughs> so yeah, we all, we all, we all uh, unceremoniously walked off. Uh, we had issues with yeah, management yeah, yeah. and uh, we put it forth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, understandably because we've been around yeah. quite a while. And, yeah. and can you, okay, without naming, naming like names or whatever, can you just like, you know, touch on what were some of the issues like selection I think, okay. or I, th I think the main issue was okay uh, there was a distinct level of uh, preferences mm. I would say uh, mm. and treatment of mm. players mm. Um, and it was very very apparent like like what's going on right you know uh, I, I, I don't give a crap about you know, people cherry coating you, sayanging you, you know, doing all this. But it was like, I didn't quite understand at that point of time, like, all right, why are you aggressive and rude to this group of people? Mm. But yet to another group of people, you are very nice or you don't even bother about yeah. what you're doing, but we yeah. are actually trashing our bodies around. Yeah, yeah. And... And I felt also, I mean, there were there were certain people that were like, okay. Um, and it was very loose. I mean, it was very loose in terms of what was the selection policy criteria, and criteria and pos at that point of time. I mean, uh, you know, you had players that called the CEO of <laughs> the SRU and say, I want to become national player. <laughs> and okay, come training. <laughs> I never in my mind right mm. would be so shameless right <laughs> in doing this no yeah. it's like calling NASA up and saying can I be astronaut 
I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, you know, there's a certain level of shamelessness. I mean, I'm sorry, no offense. I know Sydney, you went down for trainings and that's yeah, your yeah, story. Yeah, and yeah. like, I don't do that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's not me. Like, if I'm good enough, I get picked fine. Or, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's quite extreme. That, I mean, that's extreme. Yeah. You, 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 you have a, at least you have, you choose your battles well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you choose your battles well. You know, okay, I know I just missed out, but never mind, I do. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and you do that and funny lah. Yeah, so so I think that if I recall, it was, it was the, some some issues and then the, the core guys, you guys walked out. Yeah, then got called back in. Yeah. Then got dropped. Yeah, and then they call us like the fringe guys, and and that, I think that was the walkout period. They yeah, were friendly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we like a couple of, of of the guys with me, like we we just got called into the seven squad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In 08 or 07. I think it was you Ochok and all that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, ben Go and all that. Ben also. Fong. Ben Go was very last minute. Yeah. Ben uh, Ben Ben Go was very last minute. Yeah. Like the end when I think they were I think a couple of front rows got red carded or something mm. suspended and and yeah yeah just like that uh, and I think I think it it's you know on one side yeah you know I regret I, I mean it would have been fantastic play Japan last ever international and I want to retire I was yeah. 31 I was really broken really right? mm. and my first real cap game at age group level was against Japan mm. my last one finish off Japan good story Sweet, yeah. good story to yeah, them right yeah. but it was never meant to be yeah. so it doesn't matter you accept it I, I'm not sore about it mm. um, I'm proud of the boys that put their ass on the line yeah. that game I mean everybody was expecting them to lose by 200 points oh, that, that whole campaign that whole campaign I think yeah. the I think the <laughs> there was an air of um, kind of like um we knew that we were going to lose kind of feeling within the crowd and, and everyone because there were a couple of games at Yochukang right so everything was leading up to that Kazakhstan game yes exactly yeah and it was make or break because you choose games right if I then just be realistic <laughs> the reality you, you, like, yeah. after you don't choose after you choose Kazakhstan if you don't get through right, your next one is Hong Kong no? <laughs> yeah Shaq <laughs> Very shack. <laughs> you know, you got to target your games though. So, I mean, like poor Malaysia, right? Now play, right? I mean, thankfully, how the rules are set, right? They don't have to play Philippines two years in a row because Philippines have to issue a challenge. You know, like wrestling, like that. Uh, <laughs> play the smackdown on them. Okay, we play next week. I want you, you not know, you last right. Okay, I play you two weeks time. I kill you. <laughs> I kill you. Lay the smackdown on them. But smackdown didn't happen the last few weeks, namely by the transient nature of the Filipino players. And it just didn't happen anyway. Because I think especially last year they were on sevens more. After they won in Taipei, they, bang, they they are focusing on Z games already. So yeah, yeah. both teams are both sides. So uh yeah, so you have to target games, uh. so it was very disappointing. I thought I thought we could have pulled it off, man. Even then, as being not being part of the squad, I was like, you know, it's it would be great if we win, and and uh, it's great competition. Uh. So, because the first first game I watched it live on TV, we played Korea. We got smashed by them. I think sixty five zero. But I mean, copy really, it, it was not like like how do I say a game where. 
you know, you're just going to lie down, die and, and let them uh, let them run around you, la, you know. But we were trying. We were really working hard. But it's just the difference in level is there. Yeah, the fitness, yeah. the skill, the speed. I think the, the more key thing is speed. The key, th- that's the thing that I noticed. Like, like we can, we can be strong. We can get ourselves fit. But the speed of the game that they are used to yeah. is very different from what we... Because here, we like, I was talking to Ishraf uh, the previous episode. So I was talking to Ishaf like the speed of the game here, no matter how many times you play or no matter how good the players are, it's a different pace. Yeah. It's a different pace. It's not about physically physically mm. fast. No. Yeah, it's, it's not that. execution. Correct. Correct. Speed of the drill, speed of the moves. You win the, a lineup, pump, ball, ball. By the time the ball leaves, <coughs> uh, by the time you break off from a lineup, uh, the ball's already at the 12 or 13 correct, already. Correct. Correct. It is that fast, so yeah. you can't blame that. Kazakhstan, I think the game plan against Kazakhstan was correct. Uh, they were, but unfortunately, they were damn physical. Yes. We, we lost, I think, 1917. Yeah, yeah. Then, I think so. Um, Hong Kong, Hong Kong didn't, and we watched the Hong Kong game, they actually didn't bully us contrary to belief though they just killed us why? every time the ball reached to roll but they pants call pants call like computer game press the ball R1 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 then after that uh, pass to whoever lah, score Allow it. it's every time the ball hit Huron Vati that's it try yeah, yeah. that's it try yeah. so it's like build up to Japan right you're thinking wow <laughs> Well, who do you have? Uh, James Arledge, uh, <laughs> Ryan Nicholas, <la. laughs> uh, all their the foreign players or import are all full-fledged pro, miss out yeah, on all yeah, blacks, yeah. play yeah. super rugby, uh, like Xiao Liao. Uh. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine, they did not. I mean, I think uh, Iwatani, uh, Kiko Tani also played, uh, right? Kiko I think Tani. The one, who's the one look like porn star, the one with the beard <laughs> one? Play some moves. I don't know. La. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah we put on a commendable fight I think it was like 49 49-15 uh, we played horrendous rugby la, but close we kept the ball yeah <laughs> they got frustrated yeah we kept we, we converted every chance we had that's rugby that's the beauty of the game it don't have to play one style right? you play to your strength right? mm. I mean South Africa is, I, I mean, is the purveyor of hor- ugly rugby. Uh. <laughs> but they've never lost a final. Uh. Yeah. They just squeeze you, squeeze you, squeeze you. Set piece, strong defensive line, force you to make mistakes, bounce on you and Get punish the points, you. drop kick. Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how you play rugby. That's the beauty of the game. And uh, yeah, for them, it's... it's that, you stick to your styles. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk more about that, about coaching, about styles. But yeah, so that's the end of my national career. Uh, I still wanted to play club, but mm. I was carrying actually a lot of injuries year on year. Yeah. And I told myself, one more club, one more injury, that's it. So just on that, I remember like, like when I joined you at Badok and I all I heard was Mark is a broken man. Yeah. So, so you were carrying lots of injuries. So can you just tell us like All right. list the uh, the the things that are not working? Okay la, I mean not being a father from my ex marriage. No, okay, but that might not that's not that's not, not, that's that's not, that's not a, a rugby injury. That's not a rugby injury, but nah it's fine. That's that's that's, 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 that's something else. But okay, anyway, uh both I tore both my MCLs. Okay. Both uh, legs. 
both legs. So, tore my MCL in 1998, I tore all my ankle ligaments. 1999, I tore my left MCL uh, prior to the Hong Kong A campaign. Played a friendly, I tore that. But I came back, I think about, MCLs are okay, about three weeks, two, three weeks. Mm, MCL. Uh, moving forward, um, I fractured my left ankle, hairline cracks and sediments, went through an operation for that. That was in my, just before I went to Australia, first year in Australia, rugby, tore my other MCL ankle at the same time. Uh, okay. That, I remembered that game because I had to play three grades. <laughs> Third grade, second grade, first grade. First grade was a tap penalty. I took the ball, I ran into one brick, one one tongan or something, smashed me into half, and after that, ah, and off, and off. Uh, second in Australia, partially dislocated my shoulder without even knowing. Um, I didn't know. I thought I was just a stinger. Then I was wondering how come I can't even bench press like sixty kilos. Uh? it was really bad. Mm. Then went through scans and went through a MRI. They said that actually your shoulder came out, but it partially didn't go back in. So I was playing with pain and uh, that resulted in the labrum tear. But I didn't operate. I just strapped up and played. Like, I said, is it necessary to uh, do shoulder operations? I said, oh, I, I do. And the, my physio said, you know, I, I work with a lot of AFL guys, just strap up and play. play, Operate when you when you need to function properly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep on playing. Well, back in the day, right? Yeah. Um, back simple. Hey, missing bicep. Mm. Yeah. So, tore my bicep 2005. All right. Trying to tackle. I say, okay, kids, if you are listening to this, okay, do not tackle with your arms. I repeat, do not tackle your arms. So, there was a game against Singapore Cricket Club. I was standing at the hooker channel. We lost the line out. I went to try to grab uh, our famous explorer Grant Rawlinson mm. with my left arm singing I am Mr. Fantastic from Fantastic Four reach out Mr. Stretch Mr. Stretch got him I, uh, he's only 60 kilos but he's also quite a strong fella la. I mean yeah 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 <laughs> twisted his hips I heard ah ah never mind stupid me again okay. uh, decided when to Instead of going through Western medicine, right? So I know I knew right if I am going to go to the sports council physio, right? Six Need months. Some form of op, la. Six months gone case. Yeah. Uh, under the guidance of Piros. <laughs> Brother, I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> I tore my arm. La. Never mind, I help you. I give you this number. Okay. So this guy, I think I think Sue also saw him before. Oh, uh, Sue he saw his brother. <laughs> So when this Malay dude, Urut guy, wow, he was, my bicep was actually higher than this. And he actually pushed it and pushed it and pushed it until he went halfway through every other day, you know, because I said, all right, I need to play this season because I, I know that we have a damn good chance to win this year. Yeah. And I want to be part of this and I know I can be part of it. And yeah, and I survived that. I was like literally doing that. Uh, Karen was helping me out also. I was like wearing padding and all that. If you actually see my 2005 picture, I'm like holding on to my left arm. I was like, because I was just playing with pain. Like, mm. Yeah, Akoxi, all that useless one. Just play. <laughs> <laughs> just play on he. So, yeah. Um, won, the, won that premiership. And 2009, okay, then 
following year tore my quad 2007 injured my shoulder again 2008 was actually injury free because I thought I retired but I came back to play this 2008 uh, Taipei campaign yeah, yeah. and I played in the league 2009 tore my calf during the A5N prep yeah, you see, voila, the this uh, like catalog and write story already, right? Oh, how yeah. So I said, all right, one more injury, that's it. No more, no more, no more. Went to the gym. <laughs> so Breeze was spotting me. I was going to the gym, doing bench press. I was doing like okay, sixty kilo, do twenty reps. Hundred kilo, do twelve reps. 120 kilos to about 10. Okay, like, just my first working set because I, I pre-exhaust. I do a pre-exhaust um, type of wall. Okay, three plates, 140, let's do this. First rep, okay. Second rep, I, as I lowered, I heard, Whoa. that's it. <laughs> I knew, uh, yo, 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 you, you knew already, that's it. You're not going to play. Anyway. <laughs> Tore your back, right back. Please say, are you okay? I said, never mind, it's fine. Uh... Right, never mind. Back, got it checked and all that. I said, better see Karen again. I said, necessary to. I said, hey, my back, uh, actually, quite, quite loose, uh, quite, quite mobile. Eh. It's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> Remember, she told me, it's not supposed to be like that. Uh. So, uh, went to see Piro. <laughs> Got treatment for Karen, but I, I knew that was it. And. Uh, that led me into coaching. Uh, uh, meeting you, Motley Crew Bunch and all, and all that. And unfortunately, 2009 um, mirrored. Uh, I won't say... I won't say the down period or end of Broke Kings, but um, I think at that point of time, it was transitional anyway, because if you think about it, a lot of us were going to retire. Yeah. So... You look at our squad, right? I mean, Rome was 30, I was 31, Kate was 33, Big Rome was 32, John Forrester was 33, 34, Pritch was 32. So, mm. regardless, right? Even if we stayed for one more year or two more years playing club or national, right? It was going to happen, but this yeah. was accelerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember when I, when I first joined, right? The the Prem's team had were I mean John Forster was there uh, Pritch. Pritch was there yeah. Dallas uh, Greg Greg and Andy Andy Mac yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then um, yeah and and even with those guys already I think in the premiership we were already struggling really. yeah depth and all that and you think about it we were playing at all by right competitive peak la. Mm. late 20s late 30s not married yet right still mm. oh, I can go but we, we I think the from what I saw back then we seem to always miss uh, certain key players in key positions or, or whatever um, I think the biggest one for our club was actually second row mm. second row was okay. massive I mean Frank Boulier came in but he was actually a number 8 mm. Mm. he had a confidence Gus Mackay towards the end of his time in Singapore he had to play second row mm-hmm. Rong had to play number 8 mm-hmm. so second row has always been a problem but I think in the last few years it's changed uh, um, we used to have a very good back line you know with the likes of Andrew Kaguro Bridge mm-hmm. Forrester but centres were always an issue mm-hmm. um, Tiam was 
it will have be jump and somebody or jump mm. or somebody every season will be jump and somebody yeah. you know jump will always be there but there yeah. will, be, will be always somebody because that year Andy, Andy also I think he bunged his shoulder mm-hmm. then Greg was moving back and forth from 10, 12, yeah. 15 but yeah. I think what was crucial was um, Danny had to move on I yeah. mean no choice um, because he was national coach he had to be neutral yeah. Yeah. He, he couldn't he cannot handle a club role and national role for the sake of the country right you cannot mm. be seen doing that so so um, in his defense he he had to uh, yeah he had to, he, had to, he had to move on but the problem was there was no succession plan yeah and it was very strange because I took I said I'm done I'm not playing anymore because uh, I was quite into scuba diving at a point of time yeah yes yeah you were diving a lot I remember diving a lot and all that I still hanged out with like James Valentine and Greg la, but JV yeah, yeah. JV so, was captain la, that, yeah that but it was struggling I was like how many people come and train for three grades eight huh <laughs> no 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 eight then I think one of the club members was helping out in the coaching it was so how I got into coaching was pretty accidental la, because I came down and asked me, can I help out? I said, yeah, I do coaching because I've always been helping out. I was a, like a resource coach for Raffles. Mm-hmm. I did coach Brian Lim <laughs> in 1997 <laughs> yeah, 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 when they all guest played for our under 20s. Yeah. Uh, I won't say coach, like manage the engineer formation in inter formation. That, that one only you coach one. La. Just go mm-hmm. there and just... Don't let in so many tries. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> la. So it's like whoever got more Safsa players in your team, right? Sure, we know. It's always engineers, la. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> he set the rules and all that. So yeah, so it was really strange. So I just ran a few drills and something like that. And I think what really ticked me off was one of the guys that I think you were still in and out of you haven't joined fully yet. Okay. And one of the guys said, hey. Uh, I can't make Tuesdays, but uh, I can make Thursdays. So this fella, right, for the next six weeks, right, did timetable though. Coaching timetable though. Yeah, like, what's this childcare center? <laughs> I just, I just let go lah. I just roll them. What the hell is this? I mean, we used to be so organized, one guy or two guys, but collectively, if you cannot commit coaching at least twice a week, don't go, go and play, whatever, don't bother. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Or? I mean, it comes to me like, okay, you want to be involved, right? Don't want... No what, what you want you want position respect <laughs> and all that hey, seriously there are a lot of other things you can do to get respect and position mm-hmm. uh, but so this is other people's lives and time you know? yeah it's either you're in or you're out la, there's correct no correct so like I said alright fine okay so first problem okay uh, need to get players mm. two why three uh, make training worth it la, so so the plan was to actually get spoke to Steve it was to get wrong back because wrong left no wrong to a break yeah. and uh, I mean after 2009 he just like disappeared and the plan was actually to get him back and coach the team itself mm. right but uh, and at the meantime I was caretaker coach uh. <laughs> so I was fine you know because I was very busy with my own career I was building up my own career okay. I said okay fine no problem take the Singapore Cup we somehow anyhow made the final it was hilarious then uh, let Rong go and then I let Rong <laughs> take the final because I had to go away for a wedding that was my fault but yeah I mean there were certain things there we got players in and uh, you just came in we made the final we lost fine I think uh, Corny and Finlay all that played uh, you know, yeah, the, yeah, all the yeah, small yeah, boy yeah. I was like 16 years old yeah, yeah, yeah. check <laughs> <laughs> and 
Yeah. And after that, Rome turned around and changed his mind. You know? He said, uh, hey, I got no time. Uh. And all that. Uh, why don't you just run it anyway? Okay, I think one season. Uh, just do this. Uh. Okay, fine. <laughs> Need to find people. Uh. So, some more three grades. No? Yeah. Third grade, well, I got organized people. This, okay, okay. Uh, you, you, what's your name? Uh? So, I had to learn names. Okay? Yeah, the first most important thing yeah. uh, is to find out who the person is. Then after yeah. that, you got to learn what they do, yeah, whether yeah. can do or not, blah, blah, blah. Then second team, I got somebody who was injured to go and manage that team. Then that's the first team. So, yeah. it was, it was damn shag. Yeah. It was really shag. <laughs> but I think the most important thing was also... <laughs> You have to do that. Then also, you got to make sure that you got to make your sponsors happy. You got to bring make sure that we go to bungee bar and we don't have like three people. You know, we yeah, have yeah. so we had to be successful both on and off the field. Yeah, or else you know you don't create a club. And and I, I looked at it. Maybe it was my fault. I said, all right, never mind. Cannot afford. Never mind. I charge you ten bucket. Never mind. Bungee bar sponsor food. You know, but we wanted to create that. Yeah. Thing because if the times are bad, you're losing games, right? What keeps together teams together is after the after the games. Whatever yeah. th- makes you tick, lah. Yeah. And I had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what? I think I think the, the 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 most important thing about this whole journey I had with Barok was um, that comes with me was we we learn from every season. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, because uh, I can. Dare challenge people I can dare say you know a lot of our players have been around since then yeah I mean you were there for a while but you had no choice to go since mm. well then you came back you went to SEC which is fine I think you're back at since now right yeah <laughs> <Pop in. laughs> work, work has it so yeah <laughs> no I, 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 I <clears throat> just to touch on that point I think the, the the key thing that we took from every season was that it was a learning process huh? like you said the I think when I first joined as compared to when I when I was leaving like in now in my third or fourth year with Badok, I think some of the highlights include like like the the sevens tournaments where we would beat the Fijian teams with Case and Connie and all these guys playing and then <laughs> Harry Oji and all playing <laughs> Neil Morton or somewhere in the team. Uh, like then, uh, the second team, the second team. <laughs> yeah. So and 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 we still like like you know beat the Maxim Muscle Rebels and all that back then. Yeah. And then in the the fifteens campaign, we made the semis and all that. After that, yeah. after a long time, when when the I remember that Turf City game where we played Wanderers, mm. we played our asses off. I think Inoki, Flash, you were all crying at the side of the pitch. Not Inoki la, I never cry la. It's just probably <laughs> drank too many Stein lagers on the <laughs> side or whatever la. But um, just to touch on that, I mean, look, I mean, I, I, I pride on that. Why? Because if I look at the journey the players have gone through, I mean, Russell, I mean, Jasper, when this whole thing happened, he was like 19, 20 years old. Mm. Now he father got two. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell, lucky lah. I mean, best he can get out of army and all that. It was like 19, you know, 18, 19 and go through all this. Sam Laos and Peng Hua, of course, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, all these people. They, they're all still around. No? Yeah. And, and and one way or another, they, 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 they contribute back to the club, yeah. both as a player, supporter and all that. And I think that's very important at club. Yeah. It's not just success about results no it's, it's these people that hang around and, yeah. and and I think I nailed it to them it's like look club rugby is a lifetime thing mm. you know you, you success is not just by virtue of winning trophies yeah look I mean we won a lot of trophies during that mid 2000s and all that alright I mean a lot okay 
And but did it translate to sustenance? Not really, you see, because everything else when we left or we retired, right? There was this massive gap there, you mm. know. Um, and not only that, also, you know, some of the main guys also had to go back home and all that. So we we, we had to actually regroup, discover ourselves. This and I, I myself to discover myself. How do we move forward? Because if we didn't do what we had to do and just be good socially keep on improving every year yeah. you know, so I was learning as a coach I started getting pe- more people involved you know people like the, the Sean Goes and all yeah, that yeah. Duncans and so on and so forth to get involved with the coaching and, and if they saw the value of that yeah. I think we only exist right now Yeah, I mean you, you take SEC for example right the people make the club I, be very honest, I don't care about the club the people make the club right but it took them 20 years to win a premiership. Right? Mm, mm. 20 years, no. Mm. By right, they should be smashing everybody, but it took it 20 years to get it right. Mm. But you know what? They know for a fact, well, every single one of them there, right? I mean, like rugby is a lifelong thing. You go back to your clubhouse, you see your mates and all yeah. that. Never mind. If we got a chance this year, okay, we take. We could be competitive. If we can win, we win. But you know what? It's not about... That's something which we need to change in the local psyche also. If you lose, doesn't matter. Following year, got to get better. What went wrong? Mm. Regroup. Get better. We get better in this. We get better that. Maybe we have players that come in, rock up, you know, but we won't go all out mm. to to buy success. Uh, that's mm. for sure. Mm. But mm. we just get better and better and better. So um, for me, in general, it was a great ride because for me, I learned a lot as a coach. Yeah. I got to know a lot of people for life. And I think... Seeing them grow up and boys like Gasper, Sam Lau, um, Russell, George, and the whole, seeing them grow up from kids, right? Young kids, enthusiastic, and still balance rugby and uh, their careers, get married and have kids and still contribute as a player. I think that's better than winning a million premierships. Because mm. for them, they're still involved. <laughs> both as a club, as a player, both for country and club. Uh, and for seeing them make it in life, uh, I think that's damn important. Uh. Yeah. You know, yeah. and as I said, the biggest commodity in Singapore is people. Yeah. You know, people, de- developing people. I think, I think that's really, really important about uh, uh, in, in this whole space. You know, it's not about, ah, who's the next big thing? Mm. It will take generations in this current climate and in this current uh market right it'll take generations for all that all it does is okay I think you spoke about all it does is take one or two guys but for us we need to be very calculated structured and if we want to produce our very first professional mm, mm. it has to be a very big collective collective effort no? it's not only just a club but um, you put a project on say a Hidayat or a or a project on uh, what's that center's name sorry uh, Umar Mm. You know, or or Miguel, it's it's a collective effort you know, to say, okay, you will get your first pro contract. You know, it, it, especially like you see a UFC fighter walking into the ring, right? Yeah. Then you see the well, like, SNC la, kickboxing coach la, mental skills the la. Crew, la. It's a crew. Yeah. You need to get in there to get his first contract. It's no longer there because it's so competitive now. Yeah. 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 It's so competitive now. But 
yeah. So for us, it's as a community and uh, yeah, as a community, we have to create that pathway and make sure that the people who are interested in investing in that have to be part of it. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be a pathway for that players. If you want to be a professional player, you cannot like, ah, you, you go try in Japan. So die on. Yeah. <clears throat> Only three players have gone. Uh. Three players have not succeeded. I think uh, it was Iqbal, Elvin, I think, and who was the other one? Rainer. Yeah. Because they were not prepared. You mm. have to actually prepare. It's like, if you look at the NFL draft right now, right? <laughs> you think, wow, this guy just be oh. damn good in These college. These guys spend their whole playing career preparing for the draft. It's the NFL combined, which is the, aside from your credentials, right? Yeah. Uh, your credentials in college, right? You do your combined, uh, they can extrapolate, right? What? It's all like, it's just like a, it's all sports science. You, know? you can extrapolate. Right? Wow, this guy can throw this, there. All the sports yeah. scientists will see how fast yeah, you can throw the yeah. ball, how fast you sprint, how jump, how many, how much you can bench press, yeah. whatever. Lah. But they can extrapolate all that to raise that, that level. And for them, it's not just rock up and do those. Like, hey, like, you know, when you're like, second one, okay, let's get, make the seven Steve. Okay, the first, okay, 10 of y'all, go and sprint. The first seven will start. <laughs> It's not going to be like that, though. <laughs> these guys probably have nutritionists, personal trainers, and and all these people will say, you know, how are you going to beat the, yeah, beat the thing. So that's that kind of pathway. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a long and hard road if you want to be a professional athlete, though. Mm. Well, of course, you know, they, what does a professional athlete mean? It means that you are competent in what you do and you are an asset to that can contribute to the success of the team. You're supposed to potentially generate revenue and generate most importantly results you are a cost center <laughs> in a business uh, if you look at the scheme of things right I mean you want to see what's the perfect cost center is um, Cristiano Ronaldo I mean he when he signed for UVA from yeah. Real Madrid how many dishes did he sell mm. I think it was like some ridiculous amount like yeah. 10 million yeah. or 20 yeah. million yeah. UVA shirts gone yeah. it's like you know, for them, how much do I make per t-shirt? If it's like 10 million, if I make five bucks, right, it's out of that hundred dollar shirt. I just made a hundred million. That's my return on investment in my first week. Mm. That's a that's a perfect, that's a free cost center, right? Like LeBron joining the Lakers, you know, that kind of that kind of draw. But that's not gonna happen it overnight. It's gonna take years for us to get that next big thing or whatever. It will take time. Mm. It will take time. I mean, uh, you look at Marcus Smith, right? I mean, great. Harlequin superstar, right? But he hasn't got his England cap yet since. Yeah. I mean, everybody was talking about it. 2017, 2016. Well, 2016 or 18, you're talking about him because he got Eddie Jones picked him as an apprentice and all mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But the competition is so tight right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's really like he was like on the verge of knocking the door then suddenly one Jacob Umaga turned up is it Jacob Umaga? Mike Umaga from Wasp yeah yeah one of the Umaga one of the yeah the Umaga's nephew come, yeah. suddenly turns up he's the next big thing already yeah and I was like that's and just like that you forget uh, Marcus Marcus Smith. but yeah. he at club level he's amazing uh. yeah. I mean don't get me wrong he's earning a good living and all that hey you know it'll come to a point in life uh, you know you'll just say you know uh, yeah, you know what I'm not gonna play England I made enough money Ah, I go, I go play my brother in the Philippines. You still can. Possible. <laughs> Possible. Possible. My brother already got gold medal at the yeah. Games. But yeah, you know, um, I think, I think uh, the whole, you talk about the whole community, I think 
the powers to be have to really, really think hard about how they want to move forward. Mm. I mean, not only just pathway for players. I mean, you look at the pathway for coaches. I think um, if you look at the last six to seven years, how many coaches have come through and, you know, uh, and you look at the changeover of uh, coaches and there, I mean, there are two, two thoughts about that. All right. Um, one is, all right, continuity. I mean, you look at sevens, how many coaches have you changed in the last five years? Mm. Every campaign, new coach. Easy. Then after that was, uh, Marcus. Marcus. Then after that was Ricky. Tom, Ricky. Tom Brown. Ricky and Tom Brown. And, and Sudo. And <laughs> you look at that, right? Gordon Tijans was in a was part of a job of 20 over years. Mm. Uh you look at the successful teams, right? They they keep their coaches. Yeah. Why? Is it, I mean, we are again no, we are we are not in a in an environment where you hire and fire though because money's at stake. Yeah. You know, it's not like EPL though. You lose five games, my fans' revenue drop. Yeah, yeah, you don't know, yeah. you have a million dollars, million dollars. No, I you, 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 you fire, you fire, you rubbish. Right? <laughs> this is like people. So you have to look at developing them. Like, what went wrong? Mm. How can we be better? How can we help you? Mm. Um, I don't want to say, how about people? I mean, a lot of our coaches have come, gone, come, gone. And, there needs to be a form of continuity. Eh? How do you gonna get them back? Yeah. You know, um, if you want to look at the 15s setup from last year to the year before, even this year, I don't even know what it is. Every year you have to change. Yeah. Um, that's one and your what are your goals, you know, and how are you gonna have that people that, that's gonna support your goals? Mm. I think. I mean it's great that the that the union is helping people and helping people and all that stuff. And it's good, it's good, it's good for branding. I mean, hopefully you'll get more sponsors. Oops, sorry. Um, you'll get more sponsors and all that, but what is your ultimate goal, you see? And I think for sevens, to me, I will be very honest. It, of my head, it should be Asian Games qualifications. Mm. So, what I'll use that as a simple analogy. So, Asian Games qualifications. So, how is going to do that? Your very first step, qualify for Division One, right? Yeah. Your main comp. Who are your rivals? Okay, so Malaysia's already gone up. So it has to be die die. We must knock out India, Thailand. Kazakhstan, you must be a bit above that. Following year, have to be top six, right? Or top five. The the main category. Yeah. Top eight. Top eight, but to qualify for Asian Games, top five or top six? Six. Top six. So from there, you got to look, okay, must relegate one team, Taiwan or, or Malaysia. And mm. the other one, I know it sounds like, oh, I think it's easy, but if you actually do it in a systematic way, right? Okay, why are we losing to Malaysia? Why are we losing to Thailand? Then you trickle back, where are we at at that level? And we have to figure out, do we have the players that can do that? Mm. And are our coaches well equipped? Mm. And you work your way up. So you work your way up from SEA Games, minimum at least a silver. If you can get, uh, because Philippines is top five, top mm. six, which is fine. It's your minimum levels. Then, um, must get into division one, minimum knocking your doors between seven to five. Then we're in there. So, and when they are exposed, 
the whole key thing is to stay there and get exposed. If we can get into one or two Asian games and we realize, okay, hey, we're actually same level as Hong Kong, China. Mm. Not because of, uh, of course they're bigger and faster or what, but I mean, we can catch up physically. As and see, I look at SSI, the gym's crazy. La, so <laughs> we have the gear, the, no idea. The, you know what I mean? I think the other thing that also needs to be taken into account, like, like I, I, I played sevens for a long time and the, the thing that people who the peop- the higher ups right when they set qualification criteria when they talk about winning trophies and winning standards you also have to take into account the fact that we are playing and putting everything on this one sevens tournament exactly like for example okay your target is SEA uh, Games two years time but that is one sevens tournament correct world class players fully professional they train year in year out for a year's worth of sevens tournaments because they know that sevens is such a fluid game any team on their day can beat you in any single match that takes 14 minutes and anything can happen right so there's so many variables but we are judging ourselves based on that and we are trying to set criteria based on that which is which is brutal it is brutal uh, for I mean you also have to look at the funding perspective uh you have to look at uh, how 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 sport is funded out uh, through success of games, uh. but having said that, you you got to think a bit of a box, uh, Like you, we're going to say every year, uh, we're going to win Asian Games go a C Games go right. It's like Sydney Kumar saying, "You take tuition, you study, and I just want to get fifty percent in my exam." Show mm. one, mm. you aim for hundred lah. <laughs> I mean, I said Asian Games qualification. So, if you want to look at the 15s perspective, very simple. Okay, I won't say simple. Uh, at every four-year cycle, okay, because there's there's nothing, there's no game organized games, right? Every game cycle get into the World Cup qualifying, um, get into the final rounds of the World Cup. So that means one below rapid charge, mm. which is actually the ARC. Uh. Mm. We are involved and say we are part of the Asian side of qualification. If you get into rapid charge, maybe in 10 years' time, our goal is in 10 years' time, we want to get into rapid charge. That means somehow knock off Hong Kong and Korea. Fine. That's, that, that, that is the goal. That, 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 that is a goal and that's something to look at. And when when I took the 15th team, I think the year before, 2018, and they said, oh, your goal is to stay in Division 1. I, I was like, no. Mm. My goal is... <laughs> to win it and I want if I have the opportunity I want to be part of the team that challenges for a place in the rapid charge in two years time so my goal at that point of time was unfortunately I mean I had to lower the age from at that point of time we were at a high of 32 years of age Mm. I buried down at 26 Mm. we also were very strict on um uh, selection criteria you know uh, I mean the, the the dream was to get more locals uh, represented in, in in the match day 23 uh, I achieved that not by virtue of uh, of any bias and all that I mean look I had an 18 year old expat boy Eric Bryan who was in the team yeah uh, yeah I just turned 19 today so happy birthday Eric <laughs> but uh, the fact was we needed continuity in that sense. So, I mean, I, I was very frank with the older guys. I said, guys, you want to make this team, you've got to be the fittest and the best in your position. Mm. Or else I won't pick you. Mm. So everybody had this collective effort and you could see in their eyes, both expert and locals, that they, they you suddenly tell them, uh, 
What if I tell you uh, in three years' time, uh, we are in contention with Hong Kong, Korea, and all that for a place in the rapid charge. Final rounds, Asia level. Eyes all light up. Mm. You see the, the eyes are all light up. Right? Mm. And we say we need to win in Taiwan. So, yeah. So, and everybody is like, you know, my defense coach was like taking a pass, saying, oh, shouting 2023, 2023, you know, kind of thing just to fire people up, right? Yeah. Because we want to be that 2023 qualifiers. And what's a better stage when you, uh, it's a World Cup year in Asia, right? And yeah. you get really fired up to see things and you see the way Japan is, Japan's build up towards the World Cup. You're like going, whoa, you know, you just drew with France last year. Mm. Put on a damn competitive, uh, competitive game against England at Twickenham, you know, and you get, you get, you see the, the, the whites in their eyes just glow, right? And sadly, things change. Mm. Um, yeah, so didn't happen. Uh, we, we didn't win, but it was really weird when I came back and everybody's like congratulating me. I was like, I mean, I was like, like I was like, I was like, I, I, I behaved like I was kicking a can or sulking and right? but because I, I felt like I let everyone down. Yeah. I, I let everyone down because it, it was a it was a journey which 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 started with my under twenty threes back in twenty thirteen when I had guys like Daryl, Keith, Declan, they were all playing. Mm. And for them to play again under me in six years later, and funny enough, it was like Daryl's first cap, Declan's first cap, mm. and it, it, it was a pretty awesome feeling, like, you know, yeah. seeing them cut through and even through the years, all the twenty threes and the 19s I coach like Bernard 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 was uh, also made a team and all that yeah. so it's, he's also your boy from Saints and it was nice to see them collectively coming in and have that goal and and it was a good mix between the expats and the locals and like, like uh, Mikey was fantastic the boys you know um Charlie Lebert, always always an asset, you know. Even though he, he was playing hurt, actually, yeah. But he uh, yeah. and you know, for him to come to me after the game, you know, it's the first time I really played for Singapore and we lost. I cried. Mm. <laughs> you know, I really, really wanted to win. So I mean, <laughs> we didn't. Um, I don't. And I think that was pretty much the end of my uh, involvement with coaching in the national side. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are changes right now. Um, I hope for the best, you know, for them. I I just hope that pathways can be written, but uh, there must be something realistic. Yeah. You know, there must be something which can also help the ecosystem in terms of, uh, yeah, you know, you just, just think about it. Uh, the guys who were involved in the last few years and where are they now? Uh, and, and it's very sad. Yeah. It's very very sad, uh, you know. Um, people like Zaki, Asraf, uh, Marcus, even to a certain extent, you know, mm. Marcus has some value, <laughs> even though he can be improved. Um, you know, Daniel Tiam, yeah, you know, <laughs> well, the list goes to Hardy. You know, where 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 can he go? You know, I mean, I mean, I I, I can ask you that question, right? You know, and these guys are at the ripe position to one day like say if somebody steps down the next person comes in and they are they are there they're ready you know uh, what 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 have we done to actually help them become better coaches or be leading coaches for this country mm. so i think yes you know there's your zoom meetings and all that stuff but you know that must be a good sell-in yeah 
let's sell in, you know, I mean, we don't get paid much, lah. Let's put it this way, lah. Um, as coaches, and, and we are not there for the money, lah. You know, mm. I mean, I example my 2013 coaching stint, right? All my money went to t-shirts. <laughs> we didn't have a team t-shirt. Mm. I had to go and buy from Uncle Siong one t-shirt. Get it printed. And then I have no warm up singlet. Never mind. I have to call John T. Hey John mm. T, you got maxi muscle singlet, not? Okay, can. Uncle Siong, can you go and print for me. <laughs> Our base. <laughs> all my all my coaching gone. All my yeah. money gone. Yeah. I mean, um, things like that. You know, mm. simplest things like that needs to be worked out, right? Yeah. I mean, I, you've been talking about stash, right? Like, Gasper was uh, was talking about stash. Hartridge was talking about stash, and I uh, we tried to bring back that last year. You know, um, yeah. I mean, there was a kit bag. We also had a training bag. Um, Clarence and myself put our own money just to do it. You know, get it all custom SIU logo. Yeah. We did. We did the initials like ML. If it's Cindy Kumar's SK mm. and all, just try to bring back things mm. like that. You know, and mm. hey, they wear the SR. I see. So I see some of them. They still wear the SRU bag with pride. Mm. I mean, we bought it from Decathlon and got it printed by Uncle Siong, Of course, but you know, it, it's sad. You know, to to think about this, and I, I'm not sore about it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was going through a really difficult period. Also, I mean, transitioning in my career, I've uh, got a massive depression. Um, went through a divorce, so yeah, I yeah, and, and I had to find my footing like, in terms of uh, what I wanted to do. Uh, and I look back and I I decided, you know what, it's, it's fine not being part of this huge journey. I think I think let the next group of guys carry on because even though it was just one year, but I was in that whole journey for the last six from the 23 Singapore A, 19s, assistant coach, and finally the senior team. So yeah, and, and I just, you know, I still wanted to get involved. So I got involved with uh, things that made me happy. Yeah. Mm. Coaching the grassroots, ah, uh. mm, mm. go go back. I mean, help out raffles. I'm playing a very big role with uh, Badok now. A very small role. I mean, just turn up uh, once a week. You know, I said I got work. Mm, mm. My focus now is uh, rebuilding my life and uh, my career. Mm. So yeah, I think rugby is not a priority now because for me is to get my life back in order. Mm. Well, order. Um, I had a great run. Um, uh, but. I mean, there were sacrifices that made that 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 costed me certain things in life. So um, yeah, so I, I, that's where I am right now with regards mm. to sport. Uh. Mm. Yeah, I think the I think you speak to anyone involved in Singapore rugby, and they would have at some point in their lives uh, crossed paths with you. Yeah, whether it's being coached by you, playing under you, or, or playing against a team that's coached by you, or or somehow heard of you or listened to your commentary or <laughs> during one of the games or watched you play and that's I think that's your that's your legacy like, with, with rugby and I think there is still room for you and I believe once you get your life sorted um, resorted um, you will be back like. um we could go into more detail about the the next steps for community and whatever, but I think the there's no part three la. <laughs> Can't be me la. You know, you know how bad it is. It's just like watching John Wick three la. No la. John Wick one taken, and two. Taken, was... taken, taken. You're like, <laughs> yeah, taken three was terrible. <laughs> but for your information, I was so pissed off when the wife got killed la. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you should kill, take care of Phoenix. What the hell? You yes. killed Jean Grey, sorry. You yeah. killed Jean, Jean Grey. Grey. Bloody Jean hell. Yeah. Like, so disappointed, man. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think, uh, I think in sport, you, you, you got to look at, uh, I, I won't, I mean, look, look at what, how you contribute as a player and how you contribute as a coach or an administrator. Uh, see what's in it for you, you yeah. Know? And what are the reasons why you're doing this? I mean, it's like, what's your reason why you want to do this show, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I, I think, like, I think you, you, you touched on all these points, lah. Like, what we have in Singapore is people. <laughs> Correct. We have people. We have community. We have passion. We have pride. Yeah. Right. And these are these are what made. Um, Singapore rugby or whatever, um, great in those days. Yeah, and this this is what made the younger guys like me when I was growing up watching you guys play and all that, wanting to be an anchor red, wanting to wear that Adidas red color jersey with the white stripes and the white shorts, you know. It's not the hot models in Takashimaya, right? No, Playing it was touch not with that. them every June, right? It was not that. <laughs> not the street yeah. touch, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It was. <laughs> Guys like Rizal with his, Kuma, don't hear this, with his right? uh, six pack exposed on the magazine or what? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, it's it, it's the people, it's the community, and and I think um, we at some point we probably may need to look at that because yeah. um, although we need the commercial elements, we need money, we need the business, we need the the marketing, we need the sponsors, but without the people, without the community this money goes to nowhere. Correct. I was like, got the gear, but no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe at some point, we yeah. need to really go look back. It's what? the hardware and the software. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, if we have the necessary budgets to have hardware, mm. what's your soft skills required to create this amazing program or amazing idea, you know? Mm. So it, it's something which they need to look at mm. across the board. It's not, I mean, mainly grassroots and all the way up. Um, grassroots is not just, if you look at New Zealand and Australia, UK, right? Grassroots is a very big thing, a very broad word because they have so many divisions and there's, there's this jump from like, say, academies, then bank professional. Yeah. But for us, uh, grassroots is the lifeblood of our, our sport, our community, not only just our sport, look at all the other sports, you look at floorball, you look at ultimate frisbee, that's all grassroots, mm. it's all community based. Mm. I mean, you look at how touch has just, in the last five years, yeah. right, uh, just exploded because the community is so strong. They it's were a such a strong community that removed correct. another association to create another association. <laughs> it's a, That's it's a, a bottom-up approach. So they yeah. they they had politics, they had issues at the top. What did they do? They formed enough. They ignored it. They built their community base. They continued going, driving, 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 driving. They got the players involved. And now who are the people that are running the thing? The players that were at the grassroots few years ago it's the community yeah. and, and 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 it's still growing though. yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. go to you you i mean it, it's something which you look at uh on a saturday you drive to turf city it's a tale of two cities uh, right you go to the rugby side right you have player without shirt getting oiled up like, wear tape and all that and talk girlfriend 
two sets of teams playing each side and maybe another set of team forming up. You go to the other side at Tangling. Uh, and oh. oh my God. Some Quite a lot of ex-rugby players are over a lot, there. A lot of them. Yeah. And forming all sorts of random teams. Yeah, and some yeah, of them playing, yeah. again, like the fancy jerseys and, and getting all that. their friends together after so long and playing yeah, together. Yeah. So, and, 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 I, and I thought, the guys, the, I mean, it's not just sevens, which, I mean, conflicts with 15s. I thought touch is going to be... I, and, and, and you can't blame them because the community is so strong. Mm. They from from day one already they know they, there's no support from government. Okay, pay to play. Yeah, I need to go to the World Cup. Okay, raise money or borrow money, borrow from borrow whatever. Money. I need yeah. to go to KL just yeah. to do that. I yeah. need to pay for the kid. But because it's that kind of ownership and responsibility, but they mm. really want to play. It was like, mm. wow, it's like really. <laughs> yeah, when I see the touch community and. You know, it's something we need to learn from. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you look at even others, lah, but and I think that's something which we lost our way. I mean, corporatizing is great. You know, making it sexy, marketing, making commercial, and and all that. You know, we got okay. I mean, like you, I say commercial, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this spanner at the works, ah. Okay, the last five years we had Super Rugby, mm. first international test match, tier one between Italy, Scotland, World mm. Cup. Dense. Mm. All right. What else do we have? Uh, I was supposed to have that New Zealand Maoris game. Yeah. All right. Uh, we had the Brumbies playing here. Yeah, the sevens. We had Global Rapid Rugby. So mm. the last five years has been incredible for us. Mm. But let me ask you, how many schools have dropped out? Mm. How many rugby clubs have ceased to exist? Mm. Right. <laughs> Was your friend next door still playing rugby? It needs to translate to that. Yeah. All these events, right, have to translate with interest and all that. Okay, I mean, as much as ticket sales, but it has to create that kind of legacy. Yeah. All right. It it, it saddens me when 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 we see like uh, another school decides to drop because mm-hmm. that's years and years of work which the previous cohorts in SRU have done with the development officers just to build that school create that programs mm-hmm. you know and, and get the game going you see I mean regardless of results so <laughs> there's a lot of things you know we can talk more about that but that's the thing I'm going to throw a spare out. you tell me which other country right I mean in Asia has so much opportunity to do this mm. Even Hong Kong, only Hong Kong only had their first Super Rugby thing, like only a game like two years ago. Yeah, right? yeah, and it wasn't like a one-off. Yeah, not like a. Yeah, so you think about it. They didn't. They don't even have a tier one test match. You know, Scotland versus Italy. You know, mm. I mean, you saw the likes of Finn Russell, who's going to be the next Lions. Ten. I mean, sorry, I'm bringing my bet there. He's going to be next Lions. It has 10. to be. Has to be lah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. He's gonna be next starting ten next year. You know, you you you. Yeah, I'm not sure whether did Sergio play. I don't know. Paris play. I don't know. But we had opportunity for this, mm. and, and 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 it and it pains me. You know how how are we gonna create that 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 that, 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 that trickle down effect or that domino effect that say everybody wants to pick up a rugby ball and run freely and in a void deck and get tagged. Mm. <laughs> you know, and on the other end you say. Moffat rugby is in trouble. <laughs> they want to drop drop rugby. You know, Pioneer doesn't exist anymore because he merged with Bunlesek mm. and Bunlesek wants to do sevens only. You know, it, it's very painful you know, to see yeah. things like that. You know, and you see the other defunct schools, Unity, what happened to them? Unity used to be a 
quite a scary team not to be mm. messed with, right? Mm. Mm. You know, even Bukit Panjang High also had a pressure of national players, Fajar. Wow, the, the, and you look at the primary school zonal. They had zonal competitions though. Now it's all just one competition, and that's it. You know, zonal mm. competitions. You know. So, it's how are we gonna save our sport, man? I mean, junior clubs are Maybe, great. Okay, I think there's many questions, like I think we should have a panel in the next one. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's get a group of guys and, you know, just have a think tank in this. Uh, I, I don't... Oh my God, it's two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, let's have a panel of people, right? Maybe like two rugby guys and one person from another sport which we can learn from, uh, you know. Um, break dancing is definitely not one. Even <laughs> Esports. Esports. And, you know, what can we learn from them in, in that? And how are we going to save our sport or... You know, uh, uh, I think there's okay. There, I think there's a lot of uncertainty, like, especially now with COVID and and uh, restrictions. And by the time we actually get back to playing rugby, I I don't know what will be left. Yeah, I mean the the CTE thing that's come out. It's it's uh pretty scary. Uh, go 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 check out the good and the bad and the rugby's latest one mm. about concussions. It, it, it's it's quite scary considering NFL went through that yeah they had to pay like 750 million dollars yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to clean claims uh, so yeah it, it's opening a can of worms uh, mm-hmm. in terms of player welfare you know back I, I, I apologize to the medics you know, like like five years ago four years ago they like, say take him out cause of concussion you know blah 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 I'm like I'm sorry about it to all the medics the doctors I'm sorry physio I'm sorry <laughs> but when you look at things like that perspective, no joke. No perspective joke. you know like Steve Thompson's my age yeah and it's quite scary when you can't remember winning the World Cup yeah and um the other guy, the England flanker, Michael Lipman's uh, best friend of one of the ex-Badok players. Oh. Yeah, one of, one of very good friends of them. And, you know, one day if if he's the best man or he's, you know, imagine he can't recognize his kid scary. at the age of two or three. It's scary. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that, that that's going to be talked about in the mm. next coming coming times. Uh, you know. yeah. So yeah, I I know it sounds very depressing. I last the last one no, was no, no, the no. last conversation was pretty fun, huh? but yeah, it's not depressing. Okay, um, yeah. So I I have let's to, have a panel. I have to yes. <laughs> okay, so so uh yeah, I think the the next session will be definitely a bit more in depth, and I will look to see how we can go about that. But um, Mark. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us your your stories uh, for the second time. Uh, different and insightful and your your experiences with the national team and the club side and foray into coaching. Um, it has definitely enriched me. I, I, I really recounted the times at Bordeaux and the other <laughs> experiences. <laughs> My pleasure, man. And uh, I, I really enjoyed myself. So um, yeah, any, any last words? Merry Christmas, boys. And yeah, uh, Happy Merry. New Year. And stay out of trouble. Uh, 20, 28th is the time where you can have four side touch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, yeah, you heard it from Mark himself. Uh, this is the Create Don't Hate podcast. Uh, that's all we have. So um, by the time you hear this, hopefully it's the uh, end of the year. Merry yep. Christmas. Yep. Happy New Year. Yep. And uh, we, we all hope for better 2021. Yeah. All right. Adios, guys. Ciao. Oh, bye.